Thank you for staying tuned to WRGC 88.3 FM. It is a minute before 8 o'clock. Coming up in an hour of local programming from the Lake Country's home for National Public Radio and Georgia Public Broadcasting radio programming. Advanced voting for the 2021 municipal election begins on Tuesday, October 12th. In the coming weeks, we'll feature conversations about the issues with those who seek to serve the public on the Milledgeville City Council. Tonight, we'll begin our coverage by featuring interviews with candidates running in one of two contested races. Challenger Daisy Chambers, an incumbent Steve... Challenger Daisy Childs and incumbent Steve Chambers are candidates in Milledgeville's 6th District, a patchwork of neighborhoods in North Milledgeville that stretch from Log Cabin Road to Carrington Woods. We'll talk with the people running in this contested race, coming up after a short break for station identification. Stay tuned. You're listening to WRGC 88.3 FM, a broadcast service of Georgia College. Georgia's public liberal arts university. Support for Milledgeville Matters comes from Georgia College, Georgia's public liberal arts university, providing the experience students would expect from a private college with the affordability of a public university. For more information, gcsu.edu. Thank you for tuning in to Milledgeville Matters and WRGC 88.3 FM. I am your host, Daniel McDonald. On November 2nd, in the weeks leading up to it, City of Milledgeville residents will return to the polls to select their representatives for City Council. Although all six seats on the council in the mayor's office are up for re-election, only two districts have competitive races on the ballot this cycle. Tonight, we'll hear from candidates Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers, who are campaigning in the 6th District. The 6th District is a selection of neighborhoods in North Milledgeville, including Carrington Woods, Country Club, Pine Ridge, Stone Ridge, and Cambridge. I talked to both candidates separately last week and asked them the same slate of questions that we'll pose to all of this year's candidates. Tonight, we'll hear portions of those conversations edited to hear the candidates' responses to each question, one after the other. The conversations were edited to meet time constraints of tonight's program, but we'll post recordings of tonight's programs and the unedited conversations on our website, social media, and SoundCloud page. We've got a lot to talk about, so we'll begin our program with a short introduction of, in first question two, challenger Daisy Childs. Daisy Childs is an environmental health and safety professional who spent more than 20 years in corporate environmental health and safety management. She is a candidate running in the November general election for the 6th district seat on the Milledgeville City Council against incumbent Steve Chambers. Daisy Childs, thank you for joining me today on Milledgeville Matters. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to host you. I want to start off our conversation just asking a little bit about yourself. Uh, the a way that I'll do that is asking, why did you declare your candidacy for the 6th district seat on the Milledgeville City Council? I declared my candidacy because as an environmentalist, I've noticed in our district some improvements that can be done to our roadways. I've noticed a lot of soil erosions on some very large pine trees that can fall over on our power lines or maybe someone's home. So being the environmentalist and safety professional that I am, 
wanted to see if I can work with the city to come up with preventative measures to take care of certain issues I've noticed in our district so that everyone remains safe and to protect our city from any undue necessary damages. And now we'll introduce and pose the same question to incumbent Steve Chambers. Steve Chambers is the owner and operator of Chambers Cleaners in Milledgeville. First elected in a special election in 1988, he has served greater than five non-consecutive terms on city council. His current tenure began in 2006. He is the incumbent candidate running in the November general election against challenger Daisy Childs. Steve Chambers, thank you for joining me on Military Matters. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to be able to be here and look forward for uh, this campaign coming up and uh, the election. Well, we'll start right off right there. Why are you asking voters in Milledgeville's 6th District for another four years on city council? I think that there is a situation where if you run and are elected and you have consecutive terms, that you find there are things that you want to do, that you want to see come to fruition. And with that, uh, there's never a situation to where you get everything accomplished, but at the same time, there are things that you want to be able to follow and try to lead through with it. Who or what has inspired you to public service? And once reelected, what will you do to carry that spirit forward? I think my upbringing, and that is uh, from my parents, that they have been involved as I was growing up. They were involved with either the Chamber of Commerce. My mother was involved with different clubs and organizations, and, and it's just a part of giving back to a community. And I think everyone needs to try to fulfill that at some point in time. It's just how you decide to do that. Um, when I first was, uh, got married, uh, to my wife, Teresa, uh, her father, my father-in-law, uh, Carl Wilkinson was very much involved with politics and, uh, he kind of did this, uh, on the outside looking in, but just really enjoyed, uh, being, uh, in a position to where he could help individuals. Uh, he was very thoughtful in the process of what uh, things needed to be done within the community, so on and so forth. And I kind of I learned a little bit from him and got that uh, fever and uh, more or less decided to, to give it a shot. And now we'll pose the same question to Daisy Childs. Who or what has inspired you to public service? And once elected, what would you do to carry that spirit forward? Well, um, I really can't say in particular who inspired me other than growing up, uh, knowing that you have to get involved in order to help make changes. 
What can we do to improve people's opinion, both current residents and those who reside elsewhere, about the Milledgeville Baldwin County community? I think that we have made some great strides with the things that we have. One thing I think that we can do that is lacking that I've heard of, that there's very few activities for our younger generation here. Milledgeville, the people I've talked to is looked at as not only just a college town, but a town that is generally for retired or older people, meaning that there's not enough opportunities or activities for the younger kids. We had a pool recreation department, um, but that's closed. And some of the students would like other activities other than football, basketball, but maybe some type of coding for computer games that can be part of the activities also. And now we'll pose that same question to Steve Chambers. Now, what can we do to improve people's opinion of both current residents and those who reside elsewhere about the Milledgeville Baldwin County community? When I was growing up, the opinion of anyone that was uh, that knew anything about Milledgeville Baldwin County was directly related to Central State Hospital. That certainly is not a situation that uh, that we deal with as far as identity is concerned now. Uh, Central State is uh, is taking a uh, total rebirth, and uh, you know we, I think what. What we end up with of where we're kind of looked at now is is uh, Georgia College and State University and GMC and our uh, technical school and a center for education. And I think as uh, Central State uh, becomes morphed into something else and whatever it eventually uh, completely becomes, I think that will be part of our identity also. What will you do in the next four years to help our different governing bodies break out of their silos and take a more holistic approach to building our community's future? That is indeed an all-encompassing question. I think that any town, city, county, education entity has a situation from where they get so busy with everything within their own realm that they have a hard time in seeing everything else going on around them. Uh, I think also at the same time, there is uh, there are times of jealousy of, uh, of one entity, one government, uh, one association, one whatever, having what is uh, believed to be some success and sometimes thought to be at the expense of another entity. It's very difficult on an ongoing basis to get everybody together to pull together. When it's done, 
it, uh, it, the ramifications are excellent for a community. Uh, I think that it's been tried uh, several times to consolidate uh, Millersville and Baldwin County, and, and um, you know, I think probably at some point in time we're going to see that, and I hope that if that does come to fruition that it's going to it's going to end up making a situation to where we can once and for all work for the common good of everybody and not just city residents and residents that live outside the city limits. And let's hear Daisy Child's response to that same question. What will you do in the next four years to help our different governing bodies break out of their silos and take a more holistic approach to building our community's future. I would like to see more communication between the citizens of Millersville and our government, which means we have to speak to the people. The people are our experts. They're the ones that can better help direct what we should focus on to make our government better, and our city better. So I would like to inspire better communication between our city government and our citizens. On this edition of Millageville Matters, you're listening to candidate interviews with Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers, who are both campaigning for the 6th district seat on the Millageville City Council. Advanced voting for the 2021 municipal election begins on Tuesday, October 12th, and continues through Friday, October 29th at the Baldwin County Government Center, which is located at 1601 North Columbia Street. Saturday voting will occur on October 16th and 23rd. For more information about advanced and election day voting, you can contact the Baldwin County Board of Registrars at 478-445-4526. We'll be back in a moment with more of our conversations with Milledgeville City Council 6th District candidates, Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers. continue our conversation with a question for Daisy Childs. How can we make civic life more accessible to our residents? I think we do have a good start by having the open call meetings with the city council and so forth. I think there can be better communication between our mayor department uh, accessibility um, and open door type policy of course with setting appointments and attending different meetings and just maybe a general open community form so many times a month or year or however the governing body sees fit to have that. 
and posting our communication of when we are, we are having issues within our city and not just relying on our news, like the water main breaks. Make sure that all the citizens know exactly what the, where the location is and when any boil water advisories may be over, not dependent on our robo calls, but doing a better effort to get that word out also. And let's hear Steve Chambers' response to that question. And how can we make civic life more accessible to our residents? In other words, how do we get them, how can uh, we either, you know, us in the media, but especially elected representatives, uh, better engage residents to engage in these conversations and get towards our community's future? That's something that most elected officials struggle with, and that is community involvement. Um, there, there's not a lot of, of um, interest until something is uh, not done in a manner of which uh, the general public thinks maybe it ought to be. And that's unfortunate. Um, our meetings have been broadcast uh, for years. They're now on YouTube. Um, and I, I, don't, I doubt that there is a, a big following. I, I would think that there are individuals out there, but I think that's their individual interest. Um, unfortunately, collectively, for uh, the, the residents. I, I don't think that overall it's, it's going to be one of those situations where everybody has that general interest. Um, until I was elected, I didn't know a whole lot about what goes on. Uh, when I first got elected, I still didn't know a whole lot about what goes on. And it takes a while. There, it, is, uh, it is very complicated, especially when you get there and you find out what all happens on a daily basis, on a monthly basis. And, and uh, I think that sometimes is a little bit more than people want to absorb. They tend to take individual events more so than the overall picture. In your opinion, what is the role in our community of the students who come to Milledgeville to take advantage of our institutions of higher education? There again, I think that there has been a role that has been created by Georgia College, especially, and I think I see some of it at, uh, at GMC, and that is uh, for involvement within the community. and and whether that be through fraternity organizations or just um, what Georgia College has, has done, and that is uh, to make everybody involved on a particular day or a particular weekend or whatever in, in uh, doing things for residents, uh, for elderly, for uh, different uh, food um, organizations that help those that are, are uh, unfortunate. Um, I think that is a way of, of being able to to kind of get involved a little bit, but still be on the outside looking in. 
beyond that, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it's still it comes down to an individual's interest about uh, what, what they want to do. We see uh, classes that are required to come to, uh, to our meetings. Um, sometimes there is genuine involvement and interest, and other times you can see that somebody's just going through the motion. And, uh, and I understand that. Uh, you know, if, if you're interested, uh, it's great, but, uh, if you're not, it can be brutal. And, uh, you know, I, I think that, uh, what, what we're going to see and what we have seen with the growth of the college, as far as the population is that we have a bigger number of individuals that are interested. And I think if, uh, if we can, maintain some of these individuals and have them uh, live here and work here and everything that some of those will will be our next representatives and now we'll pose the same question to daisy childs in your opinion what is the role in our community of the students who come to Milledgeville to take advantage of our institutions of higher education? Uh, yes, definitely. I, I do uh, expect for them to keep our community clean, uh, making sure that they are doing healthy activities for not littering within the community community. Uh, or ban the city ordinances as far as uh, fraternity and sorority parties and gatherings, and obeying our other laws that's in place here. So I expect them to be um, law-abiding citizens as well. On this edition of Milledgeville Matters, you're listening to candidate interviews with Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers, who are both campaigning for the 6th District seat on the Milledgeville City Council. Advanced voting for the 2021 municipal election begins on Tuesday, October 12th, and continues through Friday, October 29th at the Baldwin County Government Center, which is located at 1601 North Columbia Street. Saturday voting will occur on October 16th and 23rd. For more information about advanced and election day voting, you can contact the Baldwin County Board of Registrars at 478-445-4526. We'll be back in a moment with more of our conversations with Milledgeville City Council's 6th District candidates, Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers. continue our conversation with a question for Daisy Childs. What can City Council do to make sure current Milledgeville residents and people who want to move to our community have access to affordable housing? That issue, of course, is going to be based a lot upon people who are accessing the property taxes um, for the homes here, and then the sellers 
of our different properties here uh, to see what they're selling. Our millage rates down uh, to help keep those reasonable. For instance, monthly billing, um, budget billing for our electrical bills and things of that nature. And to help promote ways that individuals can keep their energy bills low. Uh, developing also a good recycling system to help keep our waste down and help with those costs also. And to use the recyclable material in other ways that would help, like maybe plastic used for lining of our landfills and maybe get rid of some styrofoam cups maybe in where the they're not biodegradable and our landfills are filling up with that which calls for taking some of our waste into other states. So if we can do something with that that will help to reduce costs for people who want to live here and move here. And now we'll pose that same question to Steve Chambers. What can city council do to make sure current Milledgeville residents and people who want to move to our community have access to affordable housing? That's a million-dollar question with a $100 million price tag on it. And about um, a, a $30 window within which to uh, answer it. <laughs> right. And it, it's, um, you know, that's affordable housing is, um, I think what you're going to see is that there are some older neighborhoods that that need some, some um, tender loving care. They need some, some upkeep, some uh, refurbishing, and... As that happens, what uh, I think there's there's always going to be a struggle between student housing, rental property, and affordable property for individuals living here that are working and and uh, have uh, completed school or 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 beyond that. And um, I, I I think it's 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 a, uh, it's a situation where it's going to be tough to um, to focus completely on that without going to the extent of creating some new areas to live, and by that, new neighborhoods. Of course, the Baldwin County government is responsible for providing the existing public transportation system. But even in one of Georgia's smaller counties, the existing system is not enough to connect everyone to the educational, medical, commercial, and civic resources they need. But what are your ideas for improving access to viable public transportation in our community? I don't know that there's an answer for that. Um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the a lot of the public funds that uh, enhanced that years ago have dried up and. Uh, what you found was that you had a lot of counties that uh, definitely made some strides 
and uh, positive strides in that direction. But then, as a lot of times uh, when federal and state governments kind of get you going, then they yank the rug out from under you and, and you're left with paying the total bill. And uh, I think that, you know, when you, you, you have two sides of this, you try to make that public transportation affordable for those that need transportation, but at the same time, you've got to cover cost. And, and how, how do you do that? It's very expensive uh, to do this, to, to, uh, to not only uh, keep up these buses and, and vans and so on and so forth and, and provide drivers and insurance and so on and so forth, uh, as you can imagine what uh, the liability end of things is when, uh, when you're taking other individuals and, and you're you know, putting them in your hands. Uh, I don't. I really have not looked at it a lot to uh, know what there is, but I know that the county has, and that uh, they struggle with it. Uh, it uh, it's one of those that uh, you know you you have so much within that pot to spend, and you have to try to decide where do you allocate all those funds. And this is one of those areas that uh, a lot of times does come up short. And let's hear Daisy Child's response to that same question. Baldwin County is responsible for providing the existing public transportation system. But even in one of Georgia's smaller counties, the existing system is not enough to connect everyone to the educational, medical, commercial, and civic resources they need. What are your ideas for improving access to viable public transportation in our community? I think that would be something great that we can hopefully establish a public transportation system where our system can run on a schedule base for pickup and drop off at certain locations to help our elderly and our college students to be able to move about the city and also our high school and younger uh, kids for the different activities they have for after school and things like that where we will have reliable pick up and drop off points so that we can have dependable transportation. That is something that we most definitely need in Millsville and I would love to help implement and get something like that started here. On this edition of Millageville Matters, you're listening to candidate interviews with Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers, who are both campaigning for the 6th District seat on the Millageville City Council. Advanced voting for the 2021 municipal election begins on Tuesday, October 12th, and continues through Friday, October 29th at the Baldwin County Government Center, which is located at 1601 North Columbia Street. Saturday voting will occur on October 16th and 23rd. For more information about advanced and election day voting, you can contact the Baldwin County Board of Registrars at 478-445-4526. We'll be back in a moment with more of our conversations with Milledgeville City Council's 6th District candidates, Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers.
And now we'll continue our conversation with a question for Daisy Childs. It's my opinion that downtown Milledgeville is a model of successful revitalization. But what can the city of Milledgeville do to help spur revitalization in other areas of our city? And where would you start? That is a very good question. The revitalization of our downtown Milledgeville is wonderful. We can do some more revitalization of our parks and recreation, even though this is a small town, is very lacking in those areas. We need to upgrade and do more with the different parks we have in all of the different areas. We with Walter B. William Park, um, with we have upgraded us work with Bona Park now Central Park. There is another park area um, over off of Martin Luther King Avenue that we can upgrade. We do have um, just some general sidewalks can be added for the citizens I see that just like to walk in their neighborhood. and just a little bit more safe, safer for those. If we can upgrade our system that we have here in Millersville, Millersville being one of the first capitals of Georgia, our just general waterworks system needs to be revitalized and upgraded. And let's hear Steve Chambers' response to that question. It is my opinion that uh, downtown Milledgeville is a model of successful revitalization. Uh, But what can the city of Milledgeville do to help spur revitalization in other areas of our city? And where would you start if you had that opportunity? I think there, there's two areas that that I would start. Uh, one is on uh, 441 North, North Columbia. Uh, people would say that it's you know it, it's the busiest place in town by far, but uh, it also is the most congested. It is the hardest area to be able to get around to get in and out of of different shopping areas. It also has uh, probably the largest uh, vacant building uh, section within our whole community uh, as far as commercial property is concerned. Uh, one of the things that I would like to see done is that um, we, uh, as far as the city is concerned, is that we have someone that is uh, put in a position to be able to help try to fill uh, vacant buildings. Uh, we're uh, we're looking at a study that has just been uh, completed not too long ago by DOT at, uh, as to how they're going to rework uh, Robertson Mill, North Columbia, Dunlap area, which is a highly congested area from there all the way up to the Walmart Shopping Center. And uh, quite a few ideas have come out of that. Uh, looking forward to some of that 
coming to fruition and hoping that uh, it'll make it a safer route for everybody. Uh, the other section uh, would be the south side of town that uh, has taken a tremendous hit uh, once Central State Hospital and the prisons uh, closed. And uh, what I'm hoping will happen from there is that uh, as uh, the Central State Hospital property uh, begins to uh, uh, grow and, and really take on um, uh, some employment opportunities, that that will in turn help the south side of town and that there's going to be some reinvestment and uh, and especially in uh, commercial property as well as um, uh, in housing. What are your ideas for making Milledgeville a better place to open, operate, and expand a business? We already have, as far as downtown uh, businesses are concerned, we have a loan pool, uh, very, very low interest, uh, that um, not too many businesses have taken advantage of. Uh, I, I think part of that is what we've gone through the last couple of years with COVID. Uh, before that, uh, a lot of businesses, uh, mine included, are still reeling somewhat from uh, the uh, the closing of Ream in Central State, all the uh, uh, employment that was lost. Um, and I, I think that but beyond trying to educate individuals that are wanting to be able to get into small business so that they can have the best chance of success, I don't know what else can be done. I, I, I think that would, would probably help more than anything. Uh, too many times people have uh, what they feel like is a good idea, and they have a little extra money, and they borrow some money, and they put it in, and they put all their effort and, and time and and uh, everything into it, and it and it still doesn't work. And and maybe if they'd had a a helping hand, if somebody had reached out uh, with some knowledge or experience or whatever, it might have made a difference. And um, I just um, it it's that that's a a difficult situation to not only predict but also to. Uh, to assist. And let's hear Daisy Child's response to that same question. What are your ideas for making Milledgeville a better place to open, operate, and expand a business? My idea is to have a good qualifying base of employee selection. So we have to help to make sure that we do have a good selection base. With some of the closing of the plant, uh, there is a good selection base. We also have to 
be able to have positions that can cater to that selection base as we have a high citizens rate of older citizens also. So some may not be able to do as much of the physical work that was done with the manufacturing plant. So we need jobs that's gonna challenge the minds more. And I think attracting those types of companies will be good. And we definitely have the pool of selection of people for that. I would have to, once I get into office, would definitely have to look up and see if there's any type of uh, tax break that could be offered, that has been offered in the past. We have some great abandoned properties that could definitely be used. And so we need to help locate the type of businesses that can make use of our old buildings that are here. And then Millersville has to see what we can do to upgrade and work with those companies because those buildings are old. So again, the pipelines or something may need to be upgraded. So we will have to see what we can do on our part to attract those companies where they will want to come. And what do you feel we can do right now to make sure we are prepared to take advantage of economic opportunity when it comes knocking? Again, that's a very good question. What can we do right now? Again, right now, I think we have a, when they come knocking, um, we can make sure that our citizens are aware that they're knocking. Uh, like we've done before, get the information all as soon as possible, get our applications in and have people ready to go to work, have the positions available. Everything that people would want to know when applying for a job, how much the positions are. Give that information to the people, um, what type of health benefits will be offered what type of working hours would be available. Those are the type of, that's the type of things that we can do right now. Let them know what we're looking for to help with the employment-based, selection base that we have here so that we will be able to offer them that when opportunity knocks. And now we'll pose that same question to Steve Chambers. What can we do right now to make sure we are prepared to take advantage of economic opportunity when it comes knocking? 
I think we have a lot that is already in place. The part about economic development, uh, opportunities that come, is, is how much do you do ahead of time? How much money do you spend in trying to uh, have things available? Uh, we had a spec building for years and years and years, and it, and it finally was purchased, and, and we have a, a business in it. Uh, I don't know that there's interest in even putting up another spec building. Uh, it's, it's, uh, and the reason I point that out is because you're expending funds in hope of attracting. Um, you know, we have a, a piece of property that, um, that the county now has that is uh, developable, and, but there are things that are going to have to be done if opportunity comes knocking, and that is extending uh, water and sewer lines, uh, putting in possibly putting in some rail spurs, uh, several different things that are really going to cost some money. Uh, when opportunity is there, you can justify that expense because you feel like you're going to get something back out of it. Uh, when you do it uh, in, in lieu of the hope that someone's going to come knocking, then it becomes a tremendous risk of funds and funds that maybe could be used elsewhere. On this edition of Milledgeville Matters, you're listening to candidate interviews with Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers, who are both campaigning for the 6th District seat on the Milledgeville City Council. Advanced voting for the 2021 municipal election begins on Tuesday, October 12th and continues through Friday, October 29th at the Baldwin County Government Center, which is located at 1601 North Columbia Street. Saturday voting will occur on October 16th and 23rd. For more information about advanced and election day voting, you can contact the Baldwin County Board of Registrars at 478-445-4526. We'll be back in a moment with more of our conversations with Milledgeville City Council's 6th District candidates, Daisy Childs and Steve Chambers. conversation with a question for Daisy Childs. We are living through one of the most challenging times in our nation's history. What must elected officials do to help pull our nation together and how will you work toward that effort during your first term in office? You have to work with the people who elected uh, you into office and have your agenda and let it well be known what um, your standards are to that um, that individual in the political office can help to uh, make sure that with the political turmoil that's going on with different issues that our constituents have a 
say in what and how what they that they are voting in someone that's going to represent their thoughts and beliefs and you have to do that by constant communication with them and of course there's always some form of compromise when you're dealing with politics that's that's what politics is about you have to compromise to get the greater good for all but the the key term is the greater good for all for all not just a one-sided view in any manner and that's what i can bring to the table to listen to what is going on and to make sure that the people that elected me are aware and then we go from there first knowledge and then work on the change to make it better for all. And now we'll pose that same question to Steve Chambers. And so we're coming to the, the kind of closing thoughts uh, sections um, of our questions today. Um, we are living through one of the most challenging times in our nation's history. What must elected officials do to help pull our nation together? And how will you work toward that effort during your next term in office? What I see on a national level is uh, polarization of different ideals. Um, Unfortunately, we seem to be fragmenting into uh, either conservative or liberal, and there is uh, no in-between. The good thing about local politics is that it is nonpartisan, and while we may have different values or we may have different ideals, uh, we're all uh, here for a common good, and that is our community and our way of life. Um, That in itself makes it a little bit easier to try to figure out exactly what we do need to do going forward to make this a better place to live. Uh, I think it also... Uh, makes those individuals that want to speak up and and, uh, give their ideas uh, to elected officials, it makes it a lot easier because they're not worried about whether or not they're going to step on somebody's toes or whether or not they're going to offend somebody. Uh, they, They have that opportunity to be able to have a voice that is heard, uh, whether it's individually through one elected official or to the whole body. Um, and I, I think, um, you know, this is, this is grassroots and this is where America is. And, uh, it's not on the national stage, just not on the world stage, not in my mind anyway. Uh, there's a lot that certainly goes on every day, but when it comes down to it, it's all about where do you live?
And I want to thank you very much for taking the time today to come and speak uh, to our radio audience. And uh, one way of doing that is I want to reserve this last time for you um, and give you the opportunity to speak directly to our radio audience. Um, why should members of our radio audience vote for you? Number one, I am a business person. Uh, I've been in a family-owned business uh, for 43 years now. And uh, I own the business. I'm second generation. Uh, I say this to point out the fact that I am uh, fiscally conservative. Uh, I want to make sure that every dollar counts, that it is spent wisely. Uh, I think that that's something that I have brought uh, forth over the last, um, since 2006, since I've been back uh, within city council. I'm also an individual that uh, is willing to listen much more so than willing to talk. And I have found uh, that uh, while I have good ideas, everybody else does too. And uh, a lot of times we all think the same way, but we're too busy trying to get our points across without listening to who is actually trying to say, hey, I'm thinking the same way you are. Uh, I, I think that is, uh, is something that uh, if I take anything away from being an elected official on a local basis, it's uh, that everybody has the right to be able to voice their opinion. And uh, I'm willing to listen. Always have been and always will. Steve Chambers, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to our radio audience today on Military Matters. Thank you so much, Daniel. I appreciate the opportunity. It's been my pleasure. And let's hear Daisy Child's response to that same question. And so I just have one uh, final question for you. And um, first, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk to our radio audience about your candidacy and to bring your ideas um, for uh, your time in office uh, to our radio audience. And so to thank you for that, I just the final question is, why should members of our radio audience vote for you? The members of the radio office, uh, uh, audience should vote for me because I will have their best interest always front forward to help protect our city, to make our city better for all. And I'm always open to communicate and hear from them to see what their specific concerns are. And that's the type of person that I am. In order to make anything better, you have to communicate with the people. And that is what I do. I have to communicate with all the people to get their ideas and suggestions on what they would like to see. That is my job, to work for the people and to bring those issues forth and to let them know what is going on to address those concerns. 
That's why the citizens of Millersville should vote for me for District 6 City Council. Daisy Childs, thank you very much for talking to our radio audience and bringing your ideas today to this edition of Millersville Matters. Thank you for having me. Have a good day. Be safe. You've been listening to interviews with candidates campaigning for the 6th District seat on the Milledgeville City Council. Challenger Daisy Childs is an environmentalist who spent more than 20 years in corporate environmental, health, and safety management. Incumbent Steve Chambers is the owner and operator of Chambers Cleaners. First elected in a special election in 1988, he has served greater than five non-consecutive terms on City Council. His current tenure began in 2006. Both candidates are running in the November 2nd general election. In the coming days, you can hear this program and unedited conversations with both the candidates on our SoundCloud page at soundcloud.com WRGC. Advanced voting for the 2021 municipal election begins on Tuesday, October 12th and continues through Friday, October 29th at the Baldwin County Government Center located at 1601 North Columbia Street. For more information about advanced and election day voting, you can contact the Baldwin County Board of Registrars at 478-445-4526. On behalf of WRGC 88.3 FM, I have been your host, Daniel McDonald. It has been my pleasure spending this portion of the evening with you here on Millageville Matters. I hope you enjoyed our time together, and I want you to know that I look forward to convening with you again next time.